Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Granetti, and I'm super excited to introduce to you one of my dear friends today, someone I actually get to create on the podcast with. Her name is Samantha Lewis. Samantha is an Access Consciousness Being You certified facilitator, author, inner life skills coach, mentor, and energy coach. For over 20 years, she has empowered people from all walks of life to acknowledge their greatness, to see the gift they are to the world by inviting them to no longer hide their true self. During her first years as a life coach, Samantha discovered she had a natural ability to perceive beyond the judgments and limitations her clients had about themselves, their bodies, and their lives. They would ask, what is my purpose? What do I have to do to be happy and successful? What Samantha became more and more aware of is that they were really asking, what they were really asking for is to know who they were. Samantha has a unique approach to applying energy to shift what one has decided is a limitation. Her diverse way of facilitation and application to each individual personal development empowers them to see what they can change and make the choice to move forward in their life. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) You know, one of the things that you put on um, the forum to be on the podcast was um, being the calm in the storm. And one of the things that I love so much about you and creating with you is that there, you just have this like peaceful energy. Whenever you're on anything, it's like, you don't even really have to say much, but you're just there being a space and the chaos can be going on around you and you don't buy any of it is real. You don't add more energy to the chaos. You just be there like being a possibility for all of us who might be doing the chaos or choosing the chaos to look, <laughs> look for something different. And um, I just wanted to publicly acknowledge you for that because I see it all the time. I'm like, oh, everybody's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And Samantha's just over there being what she's being so that we can continue. It's so great. And super grateful for you. Thank you so much for that. You are so welcome. Um, so before we started here, we were chatting about knowing and how people think they need to know before they go. And instead of just choosing and gaining the awareness from the choice, we, you know, Dane, Dr. Dane here, the uh, co-creator of Access Consciousness often describes it as sitting in the driveway in the car and waiting for all the lights to be green before you pull out. And um, So I'd love to explore what you know about that. And you were telling me a story about a job you took that you had no business even applying for. (laughs) You didn't have what this reality would call the experience. So will you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Well, definitely. And I love that. I love what you said about um, knowing, you know, knowing before you go. (laughs) It's really not necessary to know before you go. And this particular job was um, straight after I finished college. And the interesting thing was I studied interior design and um, I took typing as an extra subject. <laughs> and uh, have I ever designed anything? No. In someone's interior? No. <laughs> um, 
And after college, I was like, right, you know, all I ever wanted to do was just earn my own money. That was like the most important thing to me. So I applied for this job and my dad, um, I was still living at home and my dad came home and he was like, oh, what did you do today? So I said, no, no, I just applied for this job. I saw it in the paper. And I was like, but you don't know anything about that. So I was like, well, I know, but I'm just going to see, you know. I was like quite excited that I didn't know, like diving into the unknown. And um, I actually ended up going for this job and it was kind of like a door-to-door salesman type position. And in those days, we would walk from office to office with our massive big photo albums of bedroom linen (laughs) and walk into reception and actually ask the receptionist, are there a few people available for us to show them what we have available? And she would say yes or no. And and I had so much fun because I was walking into different places and and it was that same energy of, I don't know who I'm going to be talking to next. And that was the exciting part. It was constantly that unknown of, okay, who else can I talk to? You know, who's going to be behind this door? Um, and that's the energy that I was talking about when I pulled in the form. <laughs> so you didn't tell me whether or not you actually got the job when we started. So you got the job that you were unqualified for. Correct. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's so funny is that like, when we look into, you know, this reality and how we're supposed to do it is like to check all the boxes before you even apply for the thing that you would like to have or receive in the world. Like you have to be deserving of it basically and this whole deserving conversation is a whole nother way to limit what we can choose or be because a lot of times and what I get when I tap in here is like seeing this beautiful woman with this blonde hair and these blue eyes like coming in they're like that will sell linen like let's put her out there and that like your body and your being were what was hired not your boxes being checked for what you knew about linen or sales or anything like that and so how do where do we limit what we can choose based on this reality, like standards or boxes being checked rather than, you know, knowing that our being can create anything. Yeah, that's definitely it. And also, um, I, I really find that when I do that, or when I choose that, I discover more about me. Where else can I go? What else can I choose? And just talking to you about that story was so amazing because it took me right back there to the enjoyment of just the discovery of every moment we would choose we saying our team leader and the other group of people that were with me choose where we were going for the day and we'd all like get to the place and jump out the car and everyone would choose a building and we'd all just do our thing and it was just that sense of um, freedom of, of choice and freedom of oh what else what next let's see how this goes kind of energy. And I noticed in your bio that it says author. Now, did you have a target of being an author when you were young? Like, did you know that was, that was something you wanted to be, or was it something you chose because it showed up and you were invited? It showed up because I was invited. I've always been inspired by people who wrote and I've always read a lot. As a child, I read a lot of books. I loved um, stories, adventure. Um, I loved learning about different people and about the unusual. (laughs) My um, sisters would be playing Barbie dolls and I would be trying to find all the different types of dogs there are in the world. You know, that that was interesting (laughs) for me. (laughs) 
Well, the, the reason I poked at that a little bit is because um, if you didn't study to become an author and you didn't go to, you know, do a ton of writing classes and, you know, take literature and writing as your college degree and all of these things, then like, how dare you become an author is what is what this reality would say. Like, what, what have you done to become an author, you know? And so when we look at like creating our lives, how much of it again, is that like waiting for all the lights to turn green or having such a plan and, a, and, you know, a, um, uh, the, predictable future laid out to get to somewhere. And sometimes when you're just being, then these possibilities show up and knock on your door and that's your opportunity or your possibility saying like, okay, cool, you're going to choose it. And then you add something else to your life, but not from um, having everything be such a, um, like a solid thing out in front of you that you have to like go after. And that brings me back to that knowing thing of like, you don't know what you don't know until you're willing to know it. So do you want to speak a little bit about that? So if I talk about the story, and as you know, I hope all of our being facilitators have read a book together, and just writing that story, and just by someone asking you a question and you being willing to receive the invitation to explore that question, to talk about it, and maybe explore it a little bit more by asking yourself a, little, a couple more questions, like what else do I recall about this moment that is interesting to me now at you know a different time of my life and that kind of just allows you to see that even though you may not think you know something your life your story and how your choices have created something is what gives you more knowing and can you tell me about like a time when you thought you didn't know anything about a subject or something and you opened up to the possibilities that you might know something or you've surprised yourself? I would say it was more at school during history class. <laughs> I was sitting in the class and at first I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Any, I don't know what this teacher is talking about. And there were a lot of dates and times and, you know, we spoke about, you know, in this year, this and this happened. And then because that happened, and the next year that and that happened and I was like I can't remember all these dates but as I listened more I started getting more of a sense of that time not necessarily the words and the information but more actually being there and that's when I discovered that my knowing wasn't about reading or learning something verbatim it was about being using all my senses to know that I know something. And knowing is different. If, if, if I'm like trying to figure something out, there's a lot of thinking involved. But if I just stick, take a step back and go, okay, so how can I know something about this? And it's the can that allows that knowing to open up. The word can how can i know about this that opens up and then the information just comes and it's not words or uh, again it's not words or something specific it's energy and pictures and all sorts of things that i get to see that's different 
And then I started extrapolating from that. So if you're willing to explore, like when I'm willing to explore something that I think I don't know anything about, and I just take myself over the edge of it, I don't know, I don't know, to I can know, and what do I know, and how can I know more, that then starts to open up something for me. Yeah, and like, thank you for that, because it just, it just reminded me of, um, you know, in access consciousness classes, um, we'll hear how, you know, kids when they're young, like they'll just, they just know things and they'll have the answer to the math problem, but then the teacher wants them to prove how they got the answer. And yeah. so they have to show their work. And so we start to bastardize what knowing actually is because we have to insert thinking into the process of knowing and knowing is so much quicker and um, doesn't have a reason and justification. Um, so what can you say to people about like the process of having, of choosing either to go down the path of proving that you know, or being willing just to know that you know? That is, yeah, that is actually an awesome conversation to have because if, you, if you're trying to prove, because a lot of proving is, includes trying. <laughs> and trying doesn't really equate to anything much because trying isn't really choosing. So if you choose to go down the road of, of asking, okay, what do I know? Then your knowing can become available to you. And how do you navigate with your knowing? What gift is your knowing in your life? It's sensory. It's more, you know, with my body, getting a sensation and, and, and becoming aware of almost like my own personal index of um, what sensory information I'm receiving and through the years I've discovered this way of oh okay so that sensory is relating to you know maybe somebody else or maybe something in my life in what area of my life or um, what choices you know like so I can kind of gauge depending on the sensory information I'm receiving um, what is relating to my present what is relating to my past and what is relating to my future and what is mine and what is someone else's and we can all we can all have that you know we can all have that and it's just by asking a question and the more you ask the questions like is this relating to this time or that time and it is about the question um, you start to get to open up your knowing so that instead of asking 10 questions you receive the awareness of information as I do with with sensory experience and then I automatically know okay it's relating to that area or it's relating to this or it's relating to something else thank you what what do you know Samantha about like having a knowing that no one else knows like you know I know like for me I I'm quite a futurist and so and I <laughs> been acknowledged recently it's about three years about three years is where you know the thing that i've you know suggested or was aware of um will actualize or become wild widely received in a different way and that used to frustrate the hell out of me if i'd be like why can't anybody hear me but then what i would do is then basically make that that knowing wrong or that um i was wrong for for saying it in the way that i said it or i i messed it up so it couldn't get created because oh i'm a humanoid and i'm wrong and there you go 
Um, and so the more that I've been willing to know things, even if nobody else knows them, I've had way more space to just allow them to then actualize as they require. So I'm wondering how you deal with that when you, you know, even in creation, if you're, you know, on a Zoom meeting and you're like, um, what about this? And like, everybody's like, you know, <laughs> to not, I can, to not <laughs> I can so relate to that yeah. <laughs> and exactly how you, you know, how you explained it, you know, I mean, it, and it relates interesting um, story that I can talk about relating specifically to that is um, when I started my corporate wellness business years ago, I really could see you going into offices and, and offering head, neck and shoulder massages for people. And the more people I spoke to around you, they would go like, no one's ever going to pay for that. No company is going to pay for their staff to relax and have a, have a treatment. And I just had this sense that it was possible. And um, I just did it anyway. And it worked. And for five years, that's that's what I did as my offering to companies and to people is to, to have that sense of relaxation. But coming back to your question, exactly as you explained it, Sarah, because you explained it so, so well, it, it is asking the question in, in the moment when you have that idea, even if you've already explained or asked how to get somebody else to buy into your idea. And there's sort of like this dead space that shows up. It's just really asking in the moment, is this for now or later? And possibly is this something this person can hear? Is this something the world can hear right now? And if you get a no on both of those, it, it's almost like you can just expand out, be space and know that it's for the future. And you can even ask, like, so is this for a year, two years, three years, or a week, six months, seven months, and go with, you know, the energy of Yeah, and, and the, the funny thing is, is I think the way we validate our knowing is when people align and agree with it. And it's, knowing is something so different than, than even that. And, um, and if you didn't have to ever make yourself wrong for something that you know, or that you get light on to create, if it doesn't get created, it doesn't mean, if it doesn't get created now, it doesn't mean it'll never be created. And it doesn't exactly. mean, it doesn't mean that it will never be heard. And it doesn't mean that you don't know anything. <laughs> because well, that's, <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. It's not that because no one else can hear it, or it's not something that's, you know, part of their awareness in the moment that it's, not real or true for you and um, I've really got to you know recognize and, and acknowledge my knowing and also not making myself wrong or anyone else wrong or you know not either being willing to receive something that I'm aware of um, or for the idea <laughs> that I may have that somebody else can't receive or hear it's not a wrongness and that's been something that's really that I've really been aware of is is everywhere that I had it way back years ago really made people wrong for not being able to hear my concept or my idea or and now it's just okay it's it's not for them for now and maybe it, it isn't for the world for now and what else you know what else is possible yeah. Yeah. And then the thing about not making them wrong and separating from them because mm -hmm. they didn't hear you. I know things show up a lot faster now that I've gotten out of the point of view that I'm wrong. So then what I do, what I would do before is like go into the wrongness of me for even considering this thing. And then what I almost do is like, then 
um, negate my knowing, lock it up, throw it away so that no one could ever find it again because you know what, screw you if you don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. And then it takes way, when you throw your, your, your ideas, you weight them down, lock them up with a key and throw them in the bottom of the ocean. It takes a lot longer for them to rise to the surface than if you just be with them and go, okay, cool. They're not being received right now. What would it take to actualize? And then just keep it moving. Then the thing that you're aware of might actually can now contribute to maybe what other energies were required for people to hear. And it might not show up exactly as you had once pitched it, but it shows up. And if you were willing to acknowledge that, you know, it might have shown up because you were willing to say something on that meeting three years ago, or if it's faster now because you're not locking things away six months ago, and then you can have it so much faster um, if you don't put the limitation on it that it has to be received now in this time in the way that you're saying it in the way that you you can perceive it being done. It has more of a um, like your ideas and your knowing can have more of a contribution energy than like that have to be solid this way energy yes and also um to add to that it's there's also been times where i've had a sense of something and not voiced it knowing that it you know you could you could get the sense of it's not going to be received and then a few months later it shows up and almost then using acknowledging okay i was aware of that and that contributes to your knowing too, when you acknowledge that that was an idea or that was a thought or that was something you were aware of and it wasn't for that, it was then and it showed up and just acknowledging yourself for that and that gives you more of you and it also allows you to have that more space of knowing for yourself. Well, Samantha, because you work on the podcast, you know my last question. <laughs> um, if, so the power of being you podcast, this, that's the title of our show here. If I were to ask you what the power of being you is, what would you say? It's never doubting you, ever. Never, ever doubting you. Even if what you were aware of, even if, the way you see the world, even if the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress is like nothing else on the on the planet. Um, just be you, you know, be you in that energy. Be you no matter what. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this conversation. And thank, thank you, you to thank you to all the listeners, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Power of Being You. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?